0: Are you a born again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking Am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please. Let me know if it helped you. Jeremiah 12 and 13. It's not pointless to ask God why. Imagine that. Jeremiah actually asked God the why question. He was puzzled. How, if God was in control, why did he allow heartless, sinful, evil people to rule and prosper? It's one of the questions of the ages. The cool thing is is that God actually answers him, well, sort of. It's a lesson we can all learn from. Let's dig in. Jeremiah 12, Jeremiah questions the Lord's justice. Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. So let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them, and they have taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but you are far from their hearts. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and test my thoughts. Drag these people away like sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. How long must this land mourn? Even the grass in the fields has withered the wild animals and birds have disappeared because of the evil in the land for the people have said the Lord doesn't see what's ahead for us. The Lord's reply to Jeremiah verse five, if racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? Even your brothers, members of your own family have turned against you. They plot and raise complaints against you. Do not trust them no matter how pleasantly they speak. I have abandoned my people, my special possession. I have surrendered my dearest ones to their enemies. My chosen people have roared at me like a lion of the forest so I have treated them with contempt. My chosen people act like speckled vultures but they themselves are surrounded by vultures. Bring on the wild animals to pick their corpses clean. Many rulers have ravaged my vineyard trampling down the vines and turning all its beauty into barren wilderness. They have made it an empty wasteland. I hear its mournful cry. The whole land is desolate and no one even cares. On all the bare hilltops, destroying armies can be seen. The sword of the Lord devours people from one end of the nation to the other. No one will escape. My people have planted wheat but are harvesting thorns. They have worn themselves out but it has done them no good. They will harvest a crop of shame because of the fierce anger of the Lord. A message for Israel's neighbors, verse 14. Now this is what the Lord says. I will uproot from their land all the evil nations reaching out for the possession I gave by people Israel. I will uproot Judah from among them, but afterward I will return and have compassion on all of them. I will bring them home to their own lands again, each nation to its own possession. And if these nations truly learn the ways of my people, and if they learn to swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, just as they taught my people to swear by the name of Baal, then they will be given a place among my people. But any nation who refuses to obey me will be uprooted and destroyed. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah 13. The life of a prophet. The life of an Old Testament prophet was tough and very frustrating at times. The only prophet that really had good results was Jonah. After his bout with the big fish, he went to Nineveh, and the king and the people actually repented, and they were spared God's judgment. All the others had a hard time trying to convince the people. God didn't make it easy for them either. God doesn't really answer the question, so we shouldn't feel bad when God doesn't answer our why question. He basically tells Jeremiah that he ain't seen nothing yet. Jeremiah needed to toughen up. He needed a wartime mentality, and we need that too, man. Satan's plan is to make life hard for us, so we will blame God and turn away from him. We must do the opposite. Paul told us In 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. In the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. That was Second Timothy 3 verses 1 through 5. No one cares anymore. Both apathy and apostasy are increasing. We as Christians need to care. We must serve God as best as we can, and it will mean sacrificing something. At the bottom of uh, my blog, I embedded a video from Voice of the Martyrs. And it's it's one of those stories that it's like, man, we Americans have a really good here. We know nothing about persecution. So it's a pastor in Nepal telling his story, and you've got to listen to it. Um, it's in the bottom of my blog. The link to my blog is in the show notes. And Jesus told us in John 16, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. This next part is like Jeremiah's journal. So Jeremiah 13, a linen belt. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen belt. It's um, also as a sash, you know, it's a cloth belt. And put it around your waist. But do not let it touch water. So I bought a belt as the Lord directed and put it around my waist. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the belt you bought and are wearing around your waist and go now to Perath, that's at the Euphrates River, and hide it there in a crevice in the rocks. So I went and hid it at Pereth as the Lord told me. Many days later, the Lord said to me, go now to Pereth and get the belt. I told you to hide there. So I went to Pereth and dug up the belt and took it from the place where I had hidden it. But now it was ruined and completely useless. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. These wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, will be like this belt. Completely useless. For as a belt... Is bound around the waist, so I bound all the people of Israel and all the people of Judah to me, declares the Lord, to be my people for my renown and praise and honor. But they have not listened. Wineskins, verse 12. Say to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says every wine skin should be filled with wine. And if you say, Don't we know that every wineskin should be filled with wine? Then tell them, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to fill with drunkenness all who live in this land, including the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all those living in Jerusalem. I will smash them one against the other, parents and children alike, declares the Lord. I will allow no pity or mercy or compassion To keep me from destroying them. Threat of captivity, verse 15. Hear and pay attention. Do not be arrogant, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings the darkness before your feet stumble on the darkening hills. You hope for light, but he will turn it to utter darkness and change it to deep gloom. If you do not listen, I will weep in secret because of your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly, overflowing with tears because the Lord's flock will be taken captive. Say to the king and to the queen mother, come down from your thrones, from your glorious, for your glorious crowns will fall from your heads. The cities in the Negev will be shut up and there will be no one to open them. All Judah will be carried into exile, carried completely away. Look up and see those who are coming from the north. Where is the flock that was entrusted to you, the sheep of which you boasted? What will you say when the Lord sets over you those you cultivated as your special allies? Will not pain grip you like that of a woman in labor? And if you ask yourself, why has this happened to me? It is because of your many sins that your skirts have been torn off and your body mistreated. Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Hey, that's where that phrase come from. Can a leopard change its spots? Mm-hmm. Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. I will scatter you like chaff driven by the desert wind. This is your lot, the portion I have decreed for you, says the Lord. Because you have forgotten me and trusted in false gods, I will pull up your skirts over your face that your shame may be seen. Your adulteries and lustful names, your shameless prostitution, I have seen your detestable acts on the hills and in the fields. Woe to you, Jerusalem. How long will you be unclean? And that is Jeremiah 13. The point of the linen belt. All this was to show Jeremiah what God was going to do to the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. Just like the fine linen belt easily became rotten and useless, so will Judah and Jerusalem. If you haven't noticed, God hates pride. He will tear down a person's pride or allow Satan to do it. It's better to humble yourself before God than to have him humble you. That's going to be rough. Everyone seems drunk. What God did for the leadership of Judah and Jerusalem back then, he's doing to the leadership of our world today. History is repeating itself. Pastor Tom Hughes, one of the Bible prophecy preachers I watch, mentions Jeremiah 13, 13 in um, a, a video recorded yesterday um in regards to our current leadership in America you've got to watch this because it is the truth it is they see they they're comparing what's going on in America in the world right now with bible prophecy and it is coming true it's it's ama- it's amazing how it's coming true in the end god will judge everyone no more mercy Pastor Sandy Adams comments, and I quote, God promises darkness will cover the Jews. They rejected his light, so they'll taste a dense dark. Three types of darkness are spoken of in scripture. First is a natural darkness. Ephesians 4.18 describes an inherent darkness that comes without knowing Christ. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them all men are born in sin and are apart from God they're in the dark from the start second is a deliberate darkness in John three nineteen, Jesus said the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil this darkness men have chosen The light of God exposes our sin and makes us uncomfortable. Thus, sinful men prefer the darkness. Then the third, there is a judicial darkness. This is the darkness referred to in Jeremiah. God sentences a rebellious people to stumble into spiritual darkness. They've rejected the light. Thus, God enacts the spiritual darkness. This is what happens in the end times during the Great Tribulation. 2 Thessalonians 2 tells us, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion. Oh, heavens, is that happening right now? That they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They chose darkness rather than light, so God imposes a darkness. And that's from Sandy Adams. Like a leopard can't change his spots. We are sinners at heart. We can't change ourselves. We can't change our sinful nature. And Sandy Adams explains. In 17.9, um, in Jeremiah says, well, we're not there yet. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. A better translation is incurably wicked. There is nothing I can do to change myself. I can reform my actions for a time, but how can I change my nature? I need a new nature. This is the miracle of the new birth. We can change, but it takes God's spirit to change us. He cuts out a rebellious heart and gives us a compliant one. As Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, 7, you must be born again we're reborn spiritually by god's spirit that's um again a quote from sandy adams and you want to click and you can actually uh, i have links in my blog to to watch his video also finally god reveals again how he feels about israel committed com, uh, how israel committed adultery by worshiping the pagan gods of their neighboring countries That's how God must feel about the Roman Catholics who cheat on Jesus with Mary. Jesus is king. Mary is not queen. I pray that God will open the eyes of Roman Catholics so they can see that all the bowing, candle-lying, praying to, and venerating Mary to the same level or higher than Jesus is an abomination to God. It's idolatry. It's paganism. It's a sin. Period. And you ask why? It's time to turn away from your sin and turn to Jesus and get a new life. So, what do you have to do? You have to believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and He died taking your sins away forever and that He rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins and stop sinning. Do a complete 100 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to Him. Be baptized, show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes or you can click on over to the blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And don't forget to click on over there and check out the videos. Open your eyes to the truth. Solideo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English, and I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the New International Version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that would be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible Translating Ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the Word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation three twenty to 22 Look, I stand at the door and knock.